Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, January 13th, 2022. about all the things you may have seen a commercial for. You've seen commercials for cars. You've seen commercials for watches. You've seen commercials for phones. You've seen commercials for a lot of things that the world is trying to say, hey, this is valuable. Hey, you should get one of these. I don't think I've ever seen a commercial for integrity. I don't think I've ever seen a commercial saying, hey, you know what you really need uh, in this world? You need integrity, and you should get it, and you should hold on to it, and you should never lose it. I don't think I've ever seen that commercial, but that would be a lot more true than saying that you need a car, or you need a watch, or you need a phone. One thing every person should desire is integrity, and we're going to see some of that In both of our passages, just what the pursuit of integrity should look like uh, in both of our passages today. And we're going to start in the book of Job. And hey, good news. This is the last time you're going to have to hear from one of Job's three friends here with Bildad. And mercifully, it's an incredibly short chapter in chapter 25 as we look at chapters 25 through 28. But he asks a very valid question. And again, we'll see the oversimplicity of Job's friends, but in chapter 25, in verse 4, he asks this question, how then can a man be in the right before God? How can he who is born of a woman be pure? That is a great question. And there's probably some of you that might even be jumping out and say, I know the answer. There's no way a man can be right before God. There's no way a man born of woman can be pure. Oh, really? Well, are you going to go to heaven when you die? If you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you you think the answer is yes. Well, then aren't you kind of saying you are in the right before God? Aren't you saying you're pure then? So again, we need to watch out for overly simplistic answers to some of these questions because all of us are banking on the fact that there is a way a man can be in the right before God, and there is a way a man born of woman can be pure. And that's where we know ultimately, that's kind of the point in many ways, this verse caps, you know, kind of captures one of the main points of the Bible is how we can be right before God. And the Bible is absolutely clear. It's not something that we can do on our own. We cannot be in the right before God on our own. We cannot be pure in the eyes of God on our own. But there is a way to be right before God, and that is through faith. We can be made right before God through faith in Jesus Christ. Christ. And that's where that even gets complicated here because it is already said that Job was righteous. And that's where even though he's Old Testament, we shouldn't assume, well, he was better than all of us or he tried really hard. No, he had faith. He was a man of faith. Righteousness comes through faith. And so we need to be reminded of some of those broader realities of scripture as we come to this passage this morning, because all of us are hoping there is a way a man can be right before God. And there is a way a man born of 
woman can be pure. And the Bible makes clear the only way that that's possible is through faith. And as a result of that faith, there should be a righteousness, uh, first and foremost, that is imputed, that is given to us by God based on what Jesus has done for us. But that righteousness, really that justification being declared righteous, should lead to an actual righteousness in our lives, which we refer to as sanctification, that we grow more and more into the likeness of Christ, that we grow more and more righteous. And as we seek that, one of the goals of that should be integrity. Uh, Even uh, integrity has the idea of wholeness, that we are a whole person, that there is not a division Uh, amongst us, that we are not double-minded, but that we say and do the same things. We are people of honesty. We're not, you know, double-faced, saying one thing, doing another. No, we're doing what we say and living lives, uh, really living out that righteousness and seeking to follow God's command to be holy, for he is holy. And we see Job speak about integrity here, especially in chapter 27. And he says here, as now he's going to start talking, kind of verse 26, he's responding to Bildad. But then in some of these uh, next chapters, we're going to see Job kind of sum up some things for himself now. And in verse 2 of chapter 27, he says, As God lives, who has taken away my right, and the Almighty, who has made my soul bitter, as long as my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak falsehood, and my tongue will not utter deceit. Far be it from me to say that you are right. Till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. I will hold, I hold fast my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach me for any of my days. And so there he's saying, no, I'm not going to admit that I've been engaging in some secret sin because I haven't. And I'm going to hold on to my integrity. And that's where, again, I think Job is a good example because while I do think he errs, and I think we'll see this confirmed at the end of the book in some of the things that he says, he does not err in this book, at least in what he does. He doesn't give in to his frustration and start lying. He doesn't give in to his frustration or his sorrow and start mistreating other people. He doesn't engage in sexual sin, even as we'll read about tomorrow. He wants to continue to follow God. And that is something that all of us should seek. We should seek to be people of integrity. Again, not because we think it's earning us something from God, but because of faith, because we really believe God. Because like Job, we are people of faith, because like Job, we are people that fear the Lord. And so therefore, we want to please him, we want to follow him, and we even believe that a life of integrity is better than the alternative. And so I hope we're all challenged today by the example of Job. And even just if there are things in our lives that we know are not right, that today would be the day that we forsake those things. And if we hear the whispers of temptation calling us to give in, we would say, no, never. Again, not out of some self-righteous desire, but out of faith and a desire to please the Lord. Now, there's some other really interesting passages in Job today. 26, he begins to speak of some of the things like 
that sound very similar to what God will say at the end when he talks about God and, you know, just the majesty of creation. Verse seven, he stretches out the north over the void and hangs the earth on nothing. He binds up the waters in his thick clouds and the cloud is not split open under them. You know, it talks about all of these amazing things in creation. And at the end, it says, behold, these are but the outskirts of his ways. How small a whisper do we hear of him that even all the greatness of nature is just whispering how great God is. That's a pretty fascinating passage there. Um, and, And speaking of treasure, you know, there's some treasures here in these chapters. How about chapter 28, when he talks about not just the value of integrity in chapter 27, but the value of wisdom. And he talks about mining for silver. And again, we are uh, really removed from a lot of those processes, but it's not an easy thing to get in there and get silver or gold, right? People would do all kinds of work, risk their lives to find these things, put in all kinds of Herculean efforts to dig for and find these things. And he is again talking about the value of wisdom here. So chapter 8, 28 is also a gem. And then it ends in a place where you see how Job fits right in with the rest of wisdom literature in the Bible. As he says at the end of chapter 28, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. And so you see the marriage really of this pursuit of wisdom and the pursuit of integrity, they go together because wisdom is telling you, turn away from evil, be a person of integrity. And we know we can only do that through Christ, but with as people who have put our faith in Christ, that is our desire. May we all seek to pursue integrity. Our New Testament portion will also really speak to us on, I think, some of how do we pursue and maintain integrity as we look at the temptation account of Jesus Christ in Matthew 4, 1 through 11, Mark 1, 12 and 13, and Luke 4, 1 through 13. Now, Mark is a very, very succinct version, just two verses. It doesn't get into the three temptations, but both Matthew and Luke do. And that's where I think one aspect we should see is, again, our only hope for righteousness, our only hope to be someone that is right before God is based on the righteousness of Christ. So because he passed the test, because he lived the perfect life, we have hope to be right before God. If he had not, if if Jesus was not our perfect savior, we would have no hope to be right before God. But our hope is based on him. And here's an example of him succeeding where we have failed. But also in this passage, we do see, well, how does he withstand temptation? And I think we'll see some things that I pray will help us as we seek to avoid temptation. And I think one thing that stood out to me on this reading was just how he makes no excuses. Do you find yourself when you're tired or maybe when you're hungry, you start to make more excuses for uh, your temptations or more excuses for giving in to sin. Look at how it describes Jesus. He had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. I'm guessing he's a bit hungry and he's not using that as justification for giving in to temptation. In fact, even though he's tempted to turn bread or stone into bread, he resists the temptation. We also see how Jesus responds to temptation, not with excuses, but with scripture. And I think that is an important thing for us. The more we know scripture, 
because temptation is going to work very similarly to what we see here, to what we saw in the garden. Satan is going to come at us with lies. And that's where to correct the lies of Satan, we need the truth of scripture. And you need the truth of scripture. Think through the temptations you struggle with the most. Are you honestly using scripture to counter those temptations or not? That's a critical piece. Another thing I found interesting in this reading was the one temptation where the devil takes him up to the pinnacle of the temple and says, you know, throw yourself down because the angels, they're going to help you out, right? And what happens at the end? Obviously, Jesus refuses that temptation with scripture. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. But what happens? Well, we see it, for instance, in Matthew 4.11, it says, then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So the angels were protecting him. The angels were uh, providing for Christ, but not in the twisted way Satan was tempting him to, but Jesus, he trusted in the word of God. And that's really one of the critical things that will test your integrity, that will test you in temptation, is do you really believe God or not? That's what a lot of it is going to come down to. And I hope the example of Christ encourages us to believe God, to take him at his word. And that's ultimately how we're going to say no to sin, is when we stop listening to the lies of the devil, but we take God at his word. Integrity is an incredibly valuable thing. The only hope that we have to get it is really based on the integrity and the righteousness of Christ must be pursued by faith in him. And it will give us many blessings even in this life as we seek to pursue a life of integrity. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.